and welcome to the Fish Nerds, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish, or the show that's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm Clay Gross, licensed fishing guide, chief executive fish nerd, and now an award-winning podcaster. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Um, we've been gone a long time, and I'm sorry. I had this like big intention of making a, the you know the, my big summer shows and. Uh, it turns out I'm having way too much fun this summer to make podcasts, but now we're back, trying to get back on a regular schedule and keep some good stuff coming for you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, and if you're new to the show, welcome to the Fish Nerds. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about where I've been all summer, um, which is all over the place. Then we're going to get into uh, a little bit of fake fish in the news with Doc Martin. Uh, we, we play a little game, in, uh, <laughs> and she reads a news story, and I try to determine whether it's real or fake fish in the news. Hugo is checking in. Hugo is our, our cooking correspondent, and we haven't heard from Hugo in a long time. Uh, well, I guess, I guess this, I, over the summer, I went over and had dinner with him, but we haven't had him on the show as regular in a long time. He's back. Next, like, five shows, we've got recipes from Hugo. We're going to hear what he's been up to. Uh and uh, again, we have a few surprises on the show today, and then we're going to talk about podcast movement, which is where I've been, um, where I was this summer, and where I did, I bumped into some fr- old podcasting friends there, and then I did a walk around, and I talked to like 30 podcasters. So that'll all be on tonight's show, and much, much more. Thank you so much for listening, uh, but before we get too much further, let's just talk about um, a little word from our sponsors. Hello, Fish Nerd Nation. This is John King, the crappie hippie, founder of Glasswater Lead Free Lures. And in honor of the great time we had doing episode 203, we are offering Fish Nerd Nation a special deal. You go to our website, glasswaterleadfreelures.com, enter the coupon code FISHNERD, that's capital F, small I-S-H-N-E-R-D, all one word, FISHNERD, and you get 20% off your entire order. That includes our incredible new lure, Angle King. Thank you to Clay for giving us a forum for lead-free fishing discussion, and thanks to everybody for sharing the podcast and all the kind words. This is Crappie Hippie wishing you tight lines and valentines. Peace out. Thanks, uh, John, the crappie hippie. I also want to say thanks to John because John sent uh, me this giant package of glass water lead-free lures. Uh, and, and more importantly, he sent a package to my daughter, Zoe, uh, who she's thrilled with. He tied her these great little jigs. And then he sent um, my other daughter, Sammy, some recipes because Sammy loves to cook. So it really thoughtful, kind, uh, and I'm so happy that people like John are part of the podcast. And we are looking for more correspondence. If you want to work with the Fish Nerds, drop an email at clay at fishnerds.com and uh, we'll get you uh, we'll, we'll get you a little tryout for the show. Basically, you'll send me a little four-minute audio clip and if you've got the voice and the chops, we will we'll probably use you. We can use people, especially in the aquarium world, uh, more chefs, more biologists, all science is always great. Uh, and of course, fishers from around the world. If you, however you fish, we're looking for like spear fishers. We're looking for you know whatever you fish for is interesting. Um, really, though, um, the show has been moving in a direction where we're more kind of trying to be sustainable and environmentally friendly. So, you know, try try to focus in that area. But let's let's hear from you and see what you got going on. All right, first up, we're here with Doc Martin. This was recorded in my in my Jeep. I had a bus stop, so Doc Martin is here with some fish in the news. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their fish in the news. The news. 
news. All right, Doc. Fish in the news. Hit us with the news. Okay, so we all, most maybe, like to eat fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever eaten white tuna? I have eaten something called white tuna, and mm-hmm. I and I always didn't believe that's a thing. Oh, well, right, because the names of fish, and who knows if that's what you're actually eating. Well, I actually don't yeah. know what that is. I've never seen a fish, a white tuna fish, like actual fish. I don't know what that that's a real fish or not. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's just the marketing name. I'm sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. but that's, that's I've a had thing. A, a sashimi. Yep. yep. Okay, so um, apparently there is some woman... Uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, and you're going to decide if this story is real or fake. Okay. Okay. I'm in. So, an investigation uncovered that a restaurant could be swapping out your seafood with cheaper alternatives. That's true. Okay. (laughs) Happens all the time. Perfect. Right. So far, so good. Okay, and so the uh, WSB TV's news people worked with some scientists that did DNA mapping and found that uh, about six restaurants that they tested are mislabeling fish. I don't know how many they tested. This is in Florida. This is in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Okay. Um, And then, I guess, they swapped out the white tuna with Escolar. Escolar. Do you know what that is? That's a fish. I don't know. Okay. Let me look it up really quick because I should have done that before. You should. Come on, Doc. Do your homework. Dang it. Escolar. Boink. I like the name. Okay. So it is a, in the family, Gempilidae. Gempilidae. It is in the tropical and temperate waters all around the world. And it's also known as the snake mackerel or the walu walu. Sometimes fraudulently sold as butterfish or white tuna. There it is. There it is. Okay. So, (laughs) what happens is that if this is swapped for white tuna, Mm -hmm. it can cause fish poisoning. And so, the title of this news article is White Tuna... Laced with X-lax. Oh, God. Because this fish is nicknamed the X-lax fish. Really? So if you eat this, you can get symptoms ranging from stomach cramps to rapid, loose bowel movements. Mm, the most in, delicious of all bowel movements. <laughs> the most, yeah. God. In 30 minutes to 36 hours 30 following minutes? consumption. That's why the X-lax, because that's fast. That's mm-hmm. really fast. So now, mm-hmm. this newspaper says that this uh, Escolar was swapped with white tuna in these restaurants, giving a bunch of customers... Very wonderful diarrhea. Mm. So it's the X-lax fish. What do you think? Did it really happen? Mm -hmm. Was there a big poop fest? That's right. At this restaurant. Um, So, yeah, plausible that they're switching fish. I agree, yeah. Plausible that you would switch a mackerel species with a tuna because they are very, very similar fishes Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. And the meat's very similar tasting. It looks similar. So very plausible and very likely. Let me read the title of the... Yeah. See how you feel about it? All right. Some sushi restaurants accused of serving X-lax instead of tuna. Inst- oh, so that's really clickbaity, mm-hmm. right? 
I think it's ah, shit. So it's so April like, 30th, 2018. Just just happened. Mm-hmm. It's very plausible that pe- a lot of people got sick from eating sashimi in Florida. <laughs> the X-Lax title in the thing makes me think fake. Didn't happen. Is that your final That's answer? That's my final answer. Did happen. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Shit, there I mean, are. Oh, yeah, shame on I you. never say fuck. I've never said that on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so uh, there are a couple reporters and customers that mm-hmm. have been interviewed for Access Atlanta, and they actually Access Atlanta. <laughs> Access. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Access Atlanta. Um, but they are technically nicknamed the Xlax Fish, mm-hmm. and that's a quote from some professors at Jacksonville University. Mm-hmm. So. Is the title misleading? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they did swap out the fish, and the fish does cause diarrhea. Well, there it is. So this is true. You heard it here first. Just with first. a terrible title. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. And what's funny, you and I were talking uh, the other day. I, I know a chef who um, does work in South America, mm-hmm. and he's, he's at an at a American restaurant, and they serve sashimi there. And they were trying to serve uh, rooster fish there as sashimi, and no one would buy it. Mm-hmm. And so he just called it um, tuna sashimi, and everyone bought it and loved it. Yep. So switching fish is not uncommon. Uh, in some countries, I think the United States, it is illegal to lie about what you're serving people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, I, I think that's true. I, actually, my, that might be worth fact-checking as well. I've if, been, it's, if it's legal? If it's legal. I think it's would not. Would that fall under false advertising? I, it falls under something. I, 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 this is something I read a couple of years ago, and it might hmm. be a state by state thing. But it's, it's. I mean, it should, it should be, it should yeah. be illegal. Well, then, okay, so it should be illegal. But is changing the name of like an ugly fish name to a sexy fish name so people will eat it because the fish is delicious? I see. I think is that fair? And, and, and that is legal because if the common usage, if that's common name, so this is done with, um, with dogfish in mm-hmm. the Cape. They call it Cape Shark. Yep. Right, because no one will eat dogfish, but they love Cape Shark. Uh, it's, it happens very, very commonly with fishes. So, by the way, I, I, I'm a big proponent of name the fish wherever you want to, but on the label, put the scientific name of everything that's on there. So that way we know exactly what it is. Like, so when you're labeling fish, yeah. call it what you want, but put the information on the label or somewhere so that those of us who want to check can go, okay, that is so, placostomous, so, whatever, miss, and we're good. How many chefs... No, the scientific nomenclature of fishes. Zero. Well, maybe four. There's one, <laughs> there's, I know one guy in Portsmouth who would know him, um, but that's not the point because they would learn and they would brag about it and it would give because chefs love talk. Ask a chef about mushrooms. They know all the things. They know all the things. Ask hmm. a chef. They chef, chefs are nerds. They would love it. So how do you get? How would you culture that change? Well, we can start here at the Fish Nerds Podcast by saying it out loud, <laughs> saying how sexy it is to know things. It is. It's super cool. Absolutely. And and then it has to make, you know, we need more X-Lax accident fish stories in the news to people realize that this is a real thing. Yeah, you can call anything problem. white tuna. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You can, you know, call yellow perch white tuna, whatever, but just have that perka flavens. Exactly. So people <laughs> exactly. So people know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you look up the the the, the Latin name for that um, that fish just now the uh, No, I didn't. Well, so let's look at that for a second cuz I caught me uh-huh. very quickly. Uh, 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 Lepidocibium. Lepido- how am I saying this? Um, 
I don't know. How are you saying it? The Escort. <laughs> Lepidacibium. Lepidacibium. Oh, the Escolar. Yeah, the Escolar. Lepidacibium flavobrunium. It's a flavo, right? It's a flavor, oh. right in the name. Brunium. It's a brown flavor? It's, a, it's like, there it is. <laughs> no, Perfect. that's not true. <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> I take it back. I was going there. Don't cite that's that the, as a source. That's the direction I was going with this. It's for less non-science uh, <laughs> nerd. So, but I see the word flavor right in there, so of course it's delicious. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that's how you that's, know. That's terrible. There are other fish that have have tastes in their name. So look at American Shad, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know their Latin name? I don't. Sabatacima? Sabatacima. Means most delicious. Mm-hmm. Right? And no one eats them mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Although they used to eat them like crazy. So it was the <laughs> fish. So, yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm a, I, so there's got to be another way to label fish that we know for sure what we're getting. And common names don't work because local colloquial names change depending on where you are. Yeah, that was when I moved states. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same fish, but it's called something really different. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we have striped bass up here, but in Virginia, it's called rockfish. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same animal. That's totally... D- See, now when I picture a bass mm-hmm. or a rockfish, I picture very different things. Me too. Yeah. Well, Because rockfish are those small little ugly things with legs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like frogfish? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. so cool. They're like little rocks. Yeah. Toadfish. Yep. Yep. But also delicious. Yeah. So it's yeah. like this whole, like, the names don't make sense. And then mm-hmm. you see with fresh water, it gets even worse, I think. It turns out yeah. no one knows. So something to think about. Something to come back to. We'll cycle back to this. That's right. Thanks for the fish and the fake news stories. Yeah. And we got to get you on a bus. I do. I have to go home. All right. Thanks, Doc. Thanks. Thanks, Doc. That's always tons of fun. Uh, and we have more next week from her, by the way. And in the future, lots more stuff. And I just got news. I'm going to go visit Emporia State University and talk to Doc's classroom about fish in the news. So it should be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Next up, Hugo Medeiros. Hugo is our cooking correspondent. Here's Hugo. I love that guy. Hello, fish nerd friends. Hugo Medeiros, cooking correspondent for the fish nerds. Checking in with a quick status update here from midsummer in uh, New England, in uh, Massachusetts, in the United States. In case uh, we have listeners abroad outside of the United States, so I figured I'd let you know our location. Clay desperately reached out to me. He thought I was lost out at sea in my kayak in the Atlantic Ocean. Though I, I actually did have some close calls. That's a story for another day. But I, that's what I've been doing. I've been out in my kayak. I got into it about three years ago. And all my free time, when I'm not working, I take my vacation days. I wake up in the middle of the night, drive to the coast, get on the kayak, and just have a blast. As you guys know, I love cooking our seafood and bringing uh, recipes to my kitchen and to you guys and hopefully to your kitchen. And at the same time, I just love being out there. I tell you, if you guys haven't tried kayak fishing, you have the opportunity to do so. It is a blast Uh, being out there. You know, you're like two inches, four inches, probably four inches from the water floating away. Uh, I upgraded to uh, my kayak. I have uh, paddles now instead of paddling. So my arms are free to fish. So I find myself floating out there. I, I love the suburb with the winters that we have here in New England. And this one was brutal. 
Couldn't wait for the summer to come. So I find myself out there floating in the ocean, going up and down in the waves. I got a rod in one hand, another one in the rod holder, eating a turkey sandwich, just letting the sun shine on my face. You guys got to try it. It is phenomenal. So that's why I haven't been... uh, You guys haven't heard from me in a little bit. Just been out there with all my free time doing that. So I'm either fishing, working, trying to catch up on sleep, spending time with friends and the family a lot, and uh, cooking away a storm. So I'll be back with some good recipes. I've gotten into uh, a lot of good fishing uh, this year from the kayak. I've really gotten to uh, starting to learn uh, ground fishing. So here are the species we get are the black sea bass and the fluke. Uh, mostly is uh, what's been in season, what I've been getting, um, and that's what I've been cooking. So that's been great. I'll come back with some uh, some great recipes for you guys. Uh, also discovered other things. Um, recently I discovered about these shrimp. Uh, they call Argentine shrimp. I guess they catch them in many places, but the ones I get, I guess they come from uh, Argentina. They come from uh, cold, deep, deep water wild caught shrimp they're absolutely delicious and i've been um finding them in this local um supermarket chain called price chopper that uh carries them they're a fraction of the price of other wild shrimp and they're just phenomenal i'm actually cooking up a few dishes uh today a couple dishes today a soup and uh gonna cook them grilled as well on a skewer and then tomorrow i'm gonna make a shrimp salad and gonna do them in lettuce wraps and rolls like lobster rolls just phenomenal stuff i can't get enough of it uh other things i've been doing is uh each time well often i do good often i do good but well it's fishing sometimes get out there and you get nothing you get skunked what can you do Still uh, nice to be out there and having a blast. But by modus operandum, what I do, I come off the water and I go and look for excellent New England quality fish markets on the coast. So I live inland in Massachusetts and it's tough. We have a good uh, local fish market. Prices are higher, obviously, because we're not on the coast. And I... Other than that, it's hard to it's hard to find good good seafood. So I'll go to these markets that I find, and I've I've got the ones I know now in New England and all the places I go up and down the New England coast fishing. I found the few that I love, and I tell you guys, this is what you look for. Go into a place; it's immaculately clean. It smells fabulous, like just like nothing, like the super cleanest place you've ever walked into maybe smells like an ocean breeze and you look at the fish and you see they're bright they're firm the whole fish have clear eyes um it just it's phenomenal it's what i look for so if i don't catch them out at sea i got my markets and i tell these people how wonderful their places are and enjoy that drive on home and make a nice feast and um, wait until my next chance to get out on the water. So I'll be coming back at you folks with some uh, good recipes. And we'll post those online. Hope you guys are having a blast this summer. Take it easy, everybody. Love you guys. You go check it out. Bye.
This show is also brought to you by uh, you, our listeners, or at patreon.com. And next week, I'll read you all of our patrons. I, I don't have my page up in front of me right now. But if you don't know, Patreon is a crowdfunding way that pays for shows. John King didn't give me any money for that ad space he just did. He gave me some free lures and plus he's part of the show. Uh, but we only get our money. The only place we have money from is from our listeners. You make donations to the show on a weekly basis or a per episode basis. We're asking listeners to give us $1 an episode. If you do that, you're a hero. Uh, that's $4 a month. Won't hurt you a lot. Helps me a whole lot. It's the only reason the Fish Nerds is still here. If you give us uh, money at the $25 per episode level, you get your business mentioned on the air. Our friend uh, Josh Lopes at lopestax.com has done that. So thank you, Josh Lopes at lopestax.com. And again, support the Fish Nerds by going to patreon.com slash fish nerds and just give us a dollar. Makes us so happy. Now let's talk about where I've been all summer. Uh, Well, I've I've been home and been fishing a lot and running my guide service and doing all that kind of stuff, which is really fun and interesting, but not... There's no like deep stories to tell. But what I did is I went to Podcast Movement in July, which is the largest podcasting conference in the world. It was in Philadelphia. It was packed. It was like, I think there was like 2,500 podcasters there. And on the first day of the conference, I participated in what's called PMX, Podcast Movement. I don't know what the X means. Uh, but it basically was a TED Talk for podcasters. And it was a competition. There were 12 speakers. Each one of us got 15 minutes to speak. I was one of the competitors. Uh, And the prize is a guaranteed speaking gig in Orlando at next year's podcast conference. And of course, uh, bragging rights and the podcast movement championship belt, which looks like a big wrestling wrestling belt. It says PMX on it. So people who have been on Facebook all summer have seen, seen this belt around. Of course, we'll have pictures in the show notes. And so... Uh, I was I wasn't sure what time I was getting to Philadelphia that first day, so I was scheduled to to speak at two in the afternoon. I ended up getting there on time to hear all the speeches, and people were talking about like really great deep speaking. Like they were like, there are people who were you know telling their coming out of the closet story. There were people talking about, um, you know, about love and loss, and this is just like tragedies or. Or even just talking about like motivation. Like there was a guy, uh, Andy, who um, who played the ukulele while he did his talk. Totally engaging and great. Everyone uh, did these really great talks. And then I get my turn. And the rules were we couldn't use any kind of like slideshows or digital media, um, but you can use props. So I brought with me a uh, a big prize wheel that Dave and I have used in many of our talks in the past called the the Eel of Fortune. And uh, the audience is podcasters, so I wanted to be speaking to the people in the room. And so the topic I chose was fishing and podcasting are exactly the same thing. And I had 15 minutes to do it. So the, the wheel, you know, it's a 24-inch wheel, and it was divided into about 12 sections. And each section had a fishing term like chum or bait or laziness or liars or whatever fishing term I could think of. And then we spun the wheel. I had the audience yell, eel of fortune. And whatever topic it landed on, I would connect that topic, that fishing topic with podcasting. So for example, uh, chumming the waters. If chumming came up, I would say, oh, you want to catch a lot of fish? You throw a bunch of fish guts in the water. That smell percolates into the water column. 
the other fish smell it and come in, and then you put your real bait in there, and that's what they take. Uh, so for podcasting, I would say, so before a show comes out, which is, by the way, something I don't do well, um, you uh, chum the water. So you should be given like little clues about what the topic of your show is about, some topping points. And then when the actual show drops, you drop that right in the middle of those conversations, and boom, you got it. Uh, and it, That was basically the whole talk, and it was that for 12 minutes. Of course, I fit... I got fish sex to be talked about in there because we always talk about fish sex. Uh, and we had a lot of fun. Tons of fun. And I had no idea if I did well or not. I knew I had a good time. Um, but I didn't know if I did well. And the award ceremony was the next night at the Academy of Podcasters Awards in front of 2,000 uh, podcasters. And so the Academy of Podcasters is where they give out the like Lifetime Achievement Awards, like the Podcaster Hall of Fame Awards. And and a lot of like my podcasting uh, kind of friends and heroes won these Lifetime Achievement you know, awards, like these big awards. And so we're sitting through the five, it was just, I think it was 10 inductees, yeah, they did five speeches and then they come out and they announce the winner of PMX and they said Clay Grove from the Fish Nerds and I'm like, holy smokes, I didn't even wear a nice shirt. Like, so the pictures, you know, I'll put them again, I'll put them up, they're already online, but I'll put them up at the website. Um, the pictures are me in this untucked shirt on stage with everyone else is wearing like tuxedos and black ties and I am just like this fishing slob. Uh, but the fun thing about winning that award I didn't, have, I didn't know I was going to win. I didn't prepare a speech. I didn't prepare anything. I didn't know I was going to talk at all. Uh, but I did get the whole crowd, the whole 2,000 people to yell, Eel of Fortune! And that gave me a special kind of joy that uh, only a fish nerd would <laughs> would really get. So way fun. And then again, next year, I'll be in in August. I'll be in Orlando at uh, Podcast Movement in Orlando. So if you guys are in Orlando next August... Uh, I mean, you know, if you can't make podcast movement, that makes sense because you're not podcasters. But if you want to take me fishing, uh, we'll talk closer to the date. So while I was there, though, um, one of my favorite podcasts is the Rationally Exuberant podcast. My friend Reed produces that. I found Reed when I was uh, researching flat earth garbage. Uh, I love, I get sucked in these vortexes. And he did an episode on the flat earthers, and it was fantastic. And his podcast is called Rationally Exuberant, and it's like this art this weird art project. It's, uh, I can't even tell if it's fiction or not. I don't know. It's, it's great. And, uh, so I got to sit with him and then my friend Christian who makes a document documentally podcast and, uh, which is a podcast where he travels the world and talks to people and just make a documentary, real life podcasting. He's total like gearhead. He writes for the BBC and a bunch of magazines in England and stuff. Who knows what he, I don't know what he does, but, um, great guy. I had lunch with them. I was having such a good time. I think, oh man, I better just record this conversation. So I push record and we got this great conversation. So what you're going to hear next, you're going to hear that conversation with Reed and with Craig. Uh, Christian, excuse me, with Reed and Christian. Uh, and then immediately following that, you're going to hear um, a Fish Nerds walk around where I just walked around podcast movement and I talked to random podcasters, uh, some random, some people I knew, and I asked them the biggest secret in fishing uh, and they told us what they knew. And uh, maybe through that process, as you're cycling through there, you'll hear a podcast uh, that's interesting to you and you'll go and find it and subscribe and find some new shows. I mean, there were thousands thousands of podcasters at this event and it was just totally fun uh, and that'll be the right to the end of the show so thank you so much all right mics are hot we're recording oh my gosh fish nerds we're here at the uh, reading terminal market 
downtown Philadelphia, hanging out with two podcasting heroes at the Podcast Movement 18. We have a read from the Irrationally Exuberant Podcast, a piece of art that I found on the internet one day while I was researching Flat Earth, Christian Payne, who does a documentally podcast and once was in the circus, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Life is a circus. Uh, so, hey, just give, us, give, so give the Fishner's audience a quick pitch. What's your podcast? Uh, I like documenting actuality because I'm too lazy to edit. So mainly like conversations with random people. It is nicheless, so it will never earn any money. That's where we learned today two things. If, you don't, if you're not niche enough, you won't make money. And if you don't have 10,000 downloads a month per episode, you won't make any money. So irrationally exuberant piece of art. Tell us about that. Yes, it's a podcast, but also art. Uh, it's scripted, uh, history, pop culture, whatever I decide to do it about. Sometimes there are songs. And if, if, anyone who hasn't heard it, if you like to like have a podcast that is like art, music, and poetry all in one, you should totally listen to that. So I want to talk, Christian, though. You, you go on all these worldwide adventures. You're a reporter for like every magazine in the world. You're traveling the world. You're staring at, staying at Airbnbs because you're rich. What is your big project you're working on right now? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of work with artists. I'm trying to uh, just focus on this uh, documenting with my mobile device. I don't like being stuck behind a laptop, so mostly what I'm doing is using my phone to share audio, video, photos, 360 images, um, binaural audio, like this immersive 3D audio. And, uh, yeah, just having fun mostly, playing, experimenting, having fun, and getting paid for it. Getting paid for it. Wow. Tell me, uh, Reed, do you get paid for your fun? Um, I, you know, I'm not getting paid for anything yet. Um, I'm mostly just free associating in my basement. Uh, <laughs> you said free basing? Well, no, no free basing. Um, I, I, I'm not, yeah, I can't afford it yet. You know, maybe once the podcast takes off, I'll develop some kind of habit. Um, but as of right now, uh, it's mostly, um, you know, just, just just getting high off the ideas, right? Yeah. Getting high off the ideas. Yeah, I really man, like that. Trippy, right? How, how curious are these people? I mean, in the room, have you seen it? The, the, uh, for me, podcast movement, the people I've really engaged with are hugely curious. Like, they have a hunger to know shit. And, 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 and that's what makes me feel like I'm on the right path. Right. I think the people that you've engaged with do, but I think there are also a lot of realtors that are just selling their realty businesses at, pod, at Podcast Connect. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that... I've avoided the, them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, they would probably put, be uh, put off by, you know, uh, somebody that's trying to do something else. I, I, do, I think there's a division, right? Like You really sound like you're trying to be careful what you say. No, I'm going to say... Don't worry. No one's listening. I'm going yeah. to be super offensive. Um, podcasting is is so new it's like the wild west there's no there are no rules there's nobody nobody's your boss nobody's telling you what to do and i feel like it so quickly has become people have become their own bosses and made it corporate so quickly so so what what i see is what you're saying is i see the thing that's there's no rules no one's going to punch you in the face if you do what you want to do and then we go to these workshops where they lay out the rules. That's exactly correct. I, there are no rules. I, it, it's, 
you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to absorb a lot of the information. I'm trying to, you know, expand out the market or whatever, I guess. But I don't even like using the fucking word market. Edit that out, I guess, if you need to. Um, (laughs) uh, It's like... It can be an artistic expression. It should be something that you're you're making because you have to make it. Because very few, very few people are listening to my show right now. I'm just making it because I have to make this show. I don't know what else to do. Now, I want to say something. Now, before I met you, Reed, I met you on the internet. I found you because I liked your show. I was searching Flat Earth stuff. Uh, everyone knows how I feel about those guys. And I found your show, listened to your show, and I fell in love with your product. And I was trying to visualize what you look like. And we became Facebook friends, but I didn't troll you to actually care enough to go on your own page and search for pictures. So I was visualizing, like, what does this nerd look like? And I thought I was sure that you were, number one, in a wheelchair, possibly paraplegic, super OCD, uh, and just, just a huge, huge, like, crazy nerd. I love I love that. That makes me so happy. That's that's exactly the vibe I want to be putting out there. And for the record, um, before meeting you, you and Loudon Wainwright have been intertwined in my head. Do you know who? The musician. Yes. Are you completely intertwined in my head? Almost inseparable. And meeting you has not um, has not changed that at all for me. Well, I well, I still think you're an OCD nerd, but I don't believe you're in a wheelchair anymore. Okay. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can handle that. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because he always talks about the room he's in or something? You know, I, 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 I think he posted something once that said, I'll meet you someplace in a wheelchair. And I, or I, I don't even know if you did or not, but I, somehow something in my head, got, it got into my head that you were in a wheelchair. By the way, for anyone who is in a wheelchair, um, my, my boat is accessible. You guys can come fishing with me. I, I'll take you. I don't have anything against wheelchair people. Um, it was embedded in your mind from that one step. Funny how we... And this is what I really love about audio, because it carries the emotional narrative more than visuals because we get distracted by all the visuals and that when somebody says something to you, you are painting the pictures in your head. So that one word added that element to the picture and you stuck with it. And that's, that's kind of interesting. And I like to be fooled. I like to be fooled by this stuff because I'm taking it to heart. I'm making this image personal. And it's, never, it's not right or wrong because it's what you say and the art that you're delivering that's actually carrying the value. For me, anyway, I'm now, I do make a fishing podcast, right? So it, my audience is our fishing fish people, so we need to make a connection. Yeah, I know, which are, you know, they're like regular people, but they smell worse. So we need to connect with them. And when I first met you, you were talking about an underwater microphone that we got to use. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, I've got something called a hydrophone, and I was listening to sound artists around the world do really crazy stuff, like a, a lady wanted to sing with whales. I know not technically. Can you just see, sing, can you give us a little... Like, sing a few bars for us? Uh, from the whale or her? From the whale. Okay. No, I can't. I, I, that's a, I get a little tear in my eye from that. It's beautiful. Just slow that right down and it'll be perfect. So she was throwing um, what was a, um, an SM58 and um, a microphone putting it in a condom, which obviously will be illegal soon in America, and then throwing it in the water to capture the whale song. And then there was a, a, a little a speaker that she did the same with, and she could communicate. And I was thinking, how much of the world is wet? 
a lot of it, especially in England. And then you can listen to the world beneath the waters. And so I got, I've got a similar recorder to what you've got right here. I put it in there. I went down to the river, threw it in, nothing. It was just down from a chemical plant. I think everything was dead. I went to another river, bubbling and just so alive. And I was like, it's, I'm, it's like I've got super goggles. I can see under the water with my ears. And you heard how noisy it was, right? So you ever go fishing like when you were a kid? Did you fish as a kid? Yep. Did you go fishing like with your parents or an old person? Okay, so what old people do, especially old guys, they always say, now be quiet, son, you're going to scare the fish. Have you heard that before? Yeah. So I hear that all the time. Now that's not a thing. There's not, you can't talk enough above the water to scare a fish. Because underwater is said to be the noisiest places on the planet, especially when you're ice fishing. Have you been on the ice before? No. Never ice fished, but I've been on ice. So I ice fish a lot. It's my, my favorite activity to do in the wintertime. And I was told under the ice is the noisiest place. So now I want to get that microphone, put it down there. And I, which, which you're supposed to be able to hear is the ice, because you're on a floating two-foot-thick slab of ice. It's cracked. So you should be here, pop, 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 all these sounds. I want to capture that. Wow, it's not difficult to do. A hundred, 150 bucks for this microphone if, you, if you're if you feeling really flush. And obviously, anybody listening to this podcast right now is going to probably email you and say, hey, man, if you need a couple of those to do stereo, I'd like to hear that. They're probably bung you the money right now. I can hear them. They're getting the cards out. Listen, Russell, Russell. And those, By the way, bung in America, very different meaning. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, they're going to throw you some money. Really? I don't know what <laughs> that means. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. So they'll throw you this cash because, obviously, they like to support quality art. And there you are. You are standing there recording under the water in stereo. I recently did it in Venice because I was waiting for an interview. I threw the, water, uh, threw the microphone in the water. The sound of boats under the water totally different i felt like some kind of weird psychedelic musician creating new sounds that humans had never heard before now you're a sound artist reed what would you do with the sound with the sound i would probably mix it into like a steely dan loop and wait what song would you i don't know i don't i i don't want to get into steely dan for me it would have been Stephen miller i would have chosen steve miller um yeah i i honestly i'd probably go for more of a uh fleetwood mac kind of thing um you know the i think the the contrast of the very human elements of fleetwood mac and and the very animalistic underwater noises would be interesting um so yeah i do that but i've been reading a lot of hb lovecraft lately and what cons- Are you sure you're not in a wheelchair? I mean, I could, I sh- maybe should be. Um, what concerns me about putting a microphone under the water is what what if you hear what if you hear something that you sh- no human ear should ever hear? You know? So why is that a concern? That should be the excitement. Totally. I want to hear someone go, "Hello, can you hear me up there?" I, I, I don't know. Not Obi-Wan Kenobi for those that thought that. I don't know how much Lovecraft that you've read, but it tends to drive them mad. Um, and literally every one of his stories is written by a person in a, in a mental institution. Um, so I'd be concerned about that. Um, we might be living there. We need to know what's down there. You know, the way that, you know, the world is going, there could be some huge, you know, biblical floods coming. So I, I'd like, to, I'm, I, I call it like, is it reconnoitering? I'm, I'm looking ahead. Okay, you know you might as well familiarize yourself with the great god Clulu while uh, while you're still 
Well, there's still dry land available to distance yourself from them. I, I understand. What's the, what's the uh, god from Guar? Chitulo or ch- uh, God, the Guar? Oh, I used to love Guar. I can't remember like can't remember their god that they would pray to. But anyway, uh, that's that's good. We're gonna we're, we're gonna come back to this conversation, but I just wanted to give our listeners a taste of what's happening at this podcasting conference. I know it's not really that fishy, but. This is going to make the Fish Nerds podcast a better podcast and maybe someday make money where we can really sustain this for a long time, which is really the goal. Every podcaster seems to want to make a show that they can sustain and get paid for being entertaining. So that's the goal, right? I find that if I try to make money out of what it is I really want to do, it just seems to, it, it dilutes the passion. So for me, training people how to play with the tools that I'm enjoying frees me up to do more of that other stuff so i don't think there's any shame in diversifying i would pay you money to take me out on the ice to do sound tours i mean that would end up in a podcast and yet you are showing me these areas that you normally fish in there's so many crossovers where where the money could come i'll take your money <laughs> i was going to take you for free but now there's an now it's going to cost money take that back take it back you've got to do it for free okay i'll bring some microphones maybe i might have a spare hydrophone a little, a little little barter action never hurt anybody christian's more ambitious than i am i just want my wife to let me quit my job that's pretty big ambition so i did the math on this i for my for me to quit my job the fish nerds podcast would need to make about four thousand dollars a month Right. Is what I have to make. Is, is that about where you're at? That's about where I'm at too. And she's an accountant, so I can't, I can't fool her. Do you have uh, any any financial stream at all, stream at all for your podcast? Not right now, no. Any financial stream? Yeah, I use um, well, mostly my newsletter and my podcast are intertwined. But BuyMeACoffee.com has been really interesting because people were happier to hit the button to buy me a coffee, but I get sent the cash for that coffee, and these are expensive London coffees. Uh, and it's been, it's, been, it's been well worthwhile. I've bought a lot of technology with that money. I love it. And we're on Patreon. We get about $100 an episode on Patreon, which is pretty good. And, and that's the idea of with all these things is if every listener to every... If you love a podcast, any podcast, give them $1 for every episode you like. Just $1. People now, I just, I was seriously, from the bottom of my heart, because I'm serious considering Patreon. I met the people today. They are lovely people. They're doing a great job. They're stuck away in a corner. They have all the coffee and all the donuts and all the croissants in the morning. And, and they've talked me into it. Uh, and, and I just want to say that if you are a person that is like publicly visible in giving money to the art, the entertainment, the education that is making, I, I believe, you a better person, thank you, even though you're not giving me the money. You are a part of a culture of sharing and it's vital that you keep giving to the stuff you love because if it disappears, we're going to miss it. It's quite literally the only reason the Fishers podcast still exists. It is, there's no way, I've been mean, five years, 200 episodes, there's no way anyone could tolerate that amount of content giving it away for free. So it, it matters. So, all right, let's end there. Hello, my name is Liz Covart. I am the host of Ben Franklin's World, a podcast of early American history. I split my time between Boston and Williamsburg. And the greatest mystery in fishing? Hmm. That's a really good question. Most people don't know that Native Americans were actually really adept at navigating sea canoes and that they were the ones that spawned the whaling industry. I was not aware of that. Wow. That's crazy. I have to think about it. Go with the history. Yeah.
Now is a uh, question. Uh, whale, whales aren't fish. So going back to fishing. I'm just kidding. Whale's not a really big fish. It's not. But Shad had a huge impact in early America, right? They saved, I think it was George Washington's army was saved by Shad. I don't know about that, but I do know that the Treaty of Paris, um, 1783, that ended the revolution, fish was a highly contested issue because the New Englanders very much wanted the fishing rights out on the Great Banks. And England wasn't sure that they were willing to surrender those rights, but eventually it does get its way into the treaty. You know, I read that in that COD, a history book, so that is totally true. Good job. Thank you very much. My name is Jonathan Oaks. I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I am the host of Trivial Warfare, and we are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. And the biggest secret in fishing is using gummy worms as bait. Those freaking fish love them. Gummy worms. You heard it here first. Perfect. Thank you. And who invented gummy worms? The hell have I know? Did you do a trivia show? <laughs> My name is Jared Easley. I want to plug Fish Nerds Podcast because I love it. The biggest secret to fishing is to do it. <laughs> you can't catch fish unless you cast a line. So get out there and cast a line. Right on. That's actually Jared, who's uh, one of the co-founders of Podcast Movement. Pretty exciting. I'm having a blast. And congratulations on your win, PMX champion. World champion says in the belt, so I'm going to kick someone's ass tonight. You are the world champion, Clay. How does that feel? You know, it's funny. When I first won it, I was like, hey, it's cool. And then afterwards, I found myself weeping. Like, I was so happy about it. Like, it was so weird. Why were we weeping? I, I just joy. My, I called my wife, and I said, I won something. You know, and then it was like, all of a sudden, like, wow, I've been doing this for so long. And finally, I did something that someone noticed. So it was cool. I was sitting in your talk, and the thing I loved about your talk was the way you had the crowd interacting with you. Uh, Clay had people chanting, ill, of fortune. He'd spin the wheel, pick a topic, and then he'd talk about that topic in relationship to podcasting and to fishing. It was very creative, uh, very unique, a great way to use a prop. I mean, all in all, I thought it was one of the best and creative talks that I've heard in a while. So congratulations, Clay. Well, thank you so much, and hopefully I'll have a video of that somewhere <laughs> eventually. <laughs> well, even if you don't, man. You're the winner. You got the championship belt. You're the defending champ. Perfect. I'm going to use it on my fishing trips now, too. <laughs> I hope you do. This is Dan Franks from Podcast Movement. And my biggest tip for fishing is you probably just shouldn't. Because my dad always told me when he used to take me fishing when I was younger, I would ask him, Dad, teach me how to fish, or how do I fish, or give me some tips to fish, or can I help you fish, or all these things. And he said, you know, son, the best thing you can do while I fish is just keep me company. So I was the best company keeper while my dad was fishing you'll ever find, and that was what I did. You're like his bait boy. I was. Yeah, I definitely did. Dig in, dig in the dirt, grab me some worms. Yeah, there we go. Congratulations. And by the way, congratulations on the podcast movement. Uh, this is my first one. Um, the second one I bought tickets for, but the first one I made it to, it's fabulous. So, so an award winner on your first trip. I, I just don't know how you're going to top that, but you know, I heard that uh, you have to come next year because you're taking the stage. So. We'll see. I have no idea what's going to happen, but we'll make it go. And next year's in Orlando. That's right, Orlando. I heard there's good fishing in Orlando. You know, I fished there. Um, I fished at the convention center there. It's on a golf course, and in the in the ponds in the golf course is full of giant carp, and so I will be out there doing it. Well, this is the the Rosen Shingle Creek also has a golf course and also has ponds. So I look forward to seeing what you catch in those ponds. Right on, cool. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com in Cincinnati, and. Biggest secret in fishing is apparently you don't have to catch fish. I always thought you did, but apparently that's not true. Your secret. Perfect. 
Hey, John Piper, uh, I run behind the dish. Biggest secret in fishing is have fun, go out with your buddies, have a good time, and enjoy the sunshine. Now, what is behind the dish? It's a baseball podcast. It's uh, Actually, we have an international audience, some listeners in China, but uh, we broadcast from Dallas, Texas. We talk to uh, players, coaches, parents. Uh, we try to be uh, informative, educational, and entertaining. And a dish, uh, if you're not around baseball, is also referred to as the home plate. So we got a perspective from behind the dish looking out uh, into the ballpark and into the, the stands uh, about baseball and softball. Perfect. Thank you. This is Ryan Gray. <laughs> what? I'm like, he's not going to give me time to think about this. <laughs> this is Ryan Gray from the MedEd Media Network of Podcasts. And the biggest lie in fishing is that fish don't like to be caught. Hey, this is Harry Duran, host of Podcast Junkies, podcastjunkies.com. And the biggest secret in fishing is you don't have to always use a worm. It's a good secret. Although worms work. <laughs> okay, I'm here, Podcast Movement 18, with Dave Jackson, podcast... What do you, what do you, what do you call your award? Uh, the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Big time. This guy is no joke. Uh, Dave, I'm asking everybody, first of all, where are you from? Uh, Akron, Ohio. And what's the biggest secret in fishing? The biggest secret in fishing is that uh, it's so secret I can't tell you um, that if you uh, use socks as bait, you'll only reel in shoes. You know, interesting you would say that because there is a method of fishing where you do, in fact, use <laughs> socks as bait. I'm not making this up. It's totally a thing. So you can take some old socks and you can soak them in like chicken livers or other stinky things for a long time. And then you do is you, you don't even need a hook. You take those socks, you cut them in long strips and tie into a string and throw it in the river. And then American eels will come up and they will taste those and they have teeth that are bent backwards and they will tangle in the fabric of the sock and you can reel your fish in. Excellent, because I was planning on soaking my socks in, what was it, chicken gizzards? Chicken livers. <laughs> livers, okay, great. Because, you know, my socks don't smell bad enough. You have to throw, wow, okay. And the eel's teeth point backwards. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's okay. I'm I'm being schooled in all sorts of fun things. Hey, congratulations on the Academy of Podcasters uh, Award. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. So now it's been almost 24 hours. You've recovered a little bit. How are you feeling? Well, I was really bummed this morning. Like I went to McDonald's and they wouldn't give me my breakfast for free. Uber wasn't free. I'm like, what's the benefit of this again? I mean, I have a big reward that I can use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, how I feel is incredibly loved. I just about the time I thought I had my head around it, I looked at Facebook, and Facebook had exploded, and it's 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 a little overwhelming. It's it's kind of like uh, it's just you know, I started as a guy in the basement next to the water heater, so it's uh, I, I can't. It's hard to make Dave Jackson speechless, but it's 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 working so far. Well, hey, congratulations! And uh, if anyone wants to learn how to podcast, schoolpodcasting.com. That's where I learned most of what I learned. So appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Hi, Troy Heinrichs from Golden Spiral Media and the award-winning Blacklist Exposed podcast from Chicago. And the biggest secret in fishing is, as you go out early in the morning, not because the fish are biting, but because it's not so damn hot. Perfect. And I got to announce your award last year for your thing, so congratulations. You did, Clay, and that was so awesome of you, so thanks so much for doing that. I appreciate it. I wasn't even there.
You tell me when you're ready. Oh, cool. Hey, my name is Tom Tate. I'm here with A. Weber at Podcast Movement in 2018. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the biggest secret of fishing. You know, I don't really know the biggest secret in fishing, but if you know the biggest secret in fishing, let me know. Hey, I'm Cynthia Bemis Abrams of Advanced TV Herstory, coming from Chicago to Philadelphia. And I can tell you that, well, TV women, it's the stories of TV women, which is the only other thing to do if you aren't fishing. The secret to fishing, though, is to doing it in Canada, where you get some serenity and you get some northern lights and you just get to get out away off the grid. The secret to fishing is going off the grid. Interesting, because I have friends who fish in Chicago, right downtown in the river, and they love it. I don't know your friends. Well, some of our listeners, so it's really great. Well, then they should listen to Advanced TV Herstory as well and get together with other Chicago podcasters. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Three, two, one, go. Dave Canyon, Saugerties, New York, via Brooklyn, New York. Don't fall in the water. That's my secret for fishing, for good fishing. And what is your podcast? Oh, dumbing it down with Dave. Thank you for helping. We can't move. We can't. We're stuck here. What we did. We're in the way, wrecking everything. By the way, uh, for those if, who, want, who want to hear a podcast about driving while you're driving, yes. recorded in a car, a Kia, I hear, uh, yes. Dumbing It Down with Dave is the show for yes. you. During my, during my commute, going to and from work. Yeah. The fastest podcast on earth. Yeah, truly terrible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my name's Tom Rossi with Buzzsprout. We're the simplest way to host your podcast. And the biggest secret in fishing is that I have never fished. The secret's out. Hey, I'm Joe Pardo from superjoepardo.com, and the biggest secret in fishing is taking care of yourself and make sure that you uh, catch the fish, but you also catch yourself enjoying the time and not getting all frustrated. I'm Tyson Franklin. My podcast is This No Secret with Dr. T. I'm from Australia, if you didn't pick that up, and my fishing tip is just patience and enjoy the process, whether you catch something or not, it's the pleasure of just doing it. Hi, my name is Gary Leland. I am from CryptoCousins.com podcast. And the biggest secret is fit in fishing is that I can't fish. It's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Thank know, you. I don't know anything about fishing. I don't know anything. I, know, I do know that if you take a coffee can and take the bottom out of it, and then you put that in a piece of wood with a circle in the middle, you can make a net around it, and you keep crickets in it, and they can't get out. That's a secret. That's my useful. Dad, that's how my dad used to keep the crickets when we went fishing when I was a kid. I've never fished with crickets. How's that work? What? I've never fished with crickets. What's it like? Oh, it's like fishing with worms, I guess. It's just perch eat crickets. Perch eat anything. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's my only fishing experience in my life. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. My name is Veena Prashant. I am from San Diego, and uh, I have a podcast called DapCast.com. We have a membership software called Digital Access Pass, and DapCast is about how you can build and monetize your online content using membership sites. I know nothing about fishing, except, yeah, I'm fishing for compliments for my podcast. Do you eat fish? I'm sorry? Do you eat fish? Uh, I do not eat fish. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat fish. It's funny. Some vegetarians believe fish are vegetables. I've seen it. Maybe we should call her a vegan. Vegan. Yeah, no no fish, no chicken. Now, do do you drink beer at all? I'm a good girl. I don't drink at all. Because uh, for years, Guinness was using uh, fish uh, extract from the swim bladder of fishes in their beer. It was called Isinglass. They just they stopped two years ago because vegans stopped drinking their beer. Oh, all right.
Okay, that's cool. Good to know. I'm just trying to make a connection. I'm just trying. All right, thank you. Hi, I'm Jessica Kupferman. I am here with She Podcast. It's ShePodcasts.com. And the bigger secret in fishing is nose plugs. For the fish or for you? <laughs> for the fit, for you, not the fish. For the fish. No, for you, for you, of course. Perfect. And if you're a uh, podcaster who wants to get better at it, she podcasts. It will help you. They help me. So thank you. Absolutely. We're yes, we're a um, female-driven Facebook group, but we have a podcast that's, of course, welcome for anyone to listen. And yeah, it's all about helping people take that step forward, whatever direction they're going to go with their show. Hi, my name is Gwen Gilson. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist with a practice in Dublin, California. And I know that sounds very, very serious, but actually a lot of times when people come to therapy with me, they find out that they can have some fun with it and work on their problems without being too weighed down or too serious about it. And the approach that I use is a somatic approach, which means that I work with the body as well as just talking so that we can play around a little bit more than you would with your normal therapist. This is great. I'm so glad I met you because on our show, we have a segment called Fishing Ruined My Life. It's a sex and relationship segment. And so if people have questions, they can call 607-378-FISH. Maybe I'll call you in as an expert sometime. You know, I think that um, fishing is often something that couples can share, but it's also can be something that can divide them. So I think, you know, coming in and talking about fishing as much as possible in your session is really going to save your marriage. You know, and a lot of times uh, when there's marital troubles, your wife is just fishing for compliments. Maybe say, hey, your hair looks nice today, or hey, you look pretty, or those jeans don't make you look fat, or whatever it takes. Your wife always is fishing for those things. You know, I think that one of the things that men really can learn in, in coming to therapy is to um, not make their wives fish for compliments. That's exactly right. They shouldn't have to. They should chum the waters first. You should deliver them to them. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Deanda Wilson. I'm from Philadelphia, and this is my first podcast movement. I am currently planning out my podcast, so nothing to pitch, nothing to advertise right now. But uh, the biggest secret in fishing, I think, is standing still and not being noticed. Great, thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tysis Jackson, and my podcast is The Conscious Giver, which will be launching in September. And the biggest secret to fishing is being quiet. <laughs> my name is Natalie Jennings, and my website is jennings.photo. I'm a photographer. Uh, the biggest secret in fishing is that you don't have to get up super early to do it. Using a Christmas tree. So what you mean is taking the fishing tree, the fish, fishing tree, the Christmas tree out, putting a weight on it and dropping it in the lake and then knowing where that spot is and going back and fishing later? <laughs> no, it was this beautiful lure that my grandfather... Oh, wait a minute. Okay. And he would take me out on his little boat and it was the most beautiful lure. lure. And I, called, I asked, what is this thing? And he said it was a Christmas tree lure. And it had all these different colors, but we were fishing for rainbow trout in Lake Abiquiu in northern New Mexico. And I caught seven fish, and he didn't think it would work. And he didn't catch a single one. Isn't it great when you outfish the old guys? It was the best. So that's a Christmas tree. So where I come from, a Christmas tree is a Christmas tree. 
and you sink them in the lakes and you mark the spot and then when the lake freezes you ice fish over the Christmas tree. By the way, it's illegal to do that in New Hampshire where I'm from. So that's cool. Thank you. Hi, this is Andy Wong of the Inspired Money Podcast. My, what is it? What's the question? Okay, so Inspired Money Podcast. Uh, also, public speaker. You, you competed at PMX this year. How'd that work, work out for you? That worked out great. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, you did a great job. Played the ukulele? <laughs> thank you, Clay. Congratulations, Clay. Oh, thank you. I wasn't fishing for anything there. <laughs> you like my belt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that belt holding up your pants right now? No, my pants are down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, my best fishing advice. Yes. I've got two. One, let me, say, let me preface by saying that I'm not much of a fisherman. So the last time I went fishing, I was in Hawaii, and the fish are very smart. We found that you catch more fish when you're hiding out of sight from the shore. These were very small fish with a very short pole. So you got to hide. It would look ridiculous, but it worked. Secret is hide from the fish. Yes. And then two, don't forget your bait at home. I think we've all done that. All right, and that's Andy from Inspired Money. What's your podcast about? My podcast is about positive conversations, bringing money and inspiration together. Two words that are not necessarily associated with one another. I've never had positive money in my life, so that's great. I live in a negative money world, so that's great. Thank you, Andy. My name is Daryl Darnell. I'm from Pro Podcast Solutions. My secret to fishing, getting good fish, is make sure you get fried catfish in Oklahoma with hush puppies. Perfect. You love the hush puppies. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Where are you from again? I'm from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Hi, this is Andrea Gage, and I'm with the Pez Collection podcast. Let me clarify. She said Pez. I'm not joking. She means Pez, like the candy. Like the candy, not the fish, because in the, another language, that means fish. And um, I'm from San Francisco, the San Francisco area, California. And I think the biggest secret in fishing, I just learned from an expert, is actually dancing while you fish. It's true. We dance on our fishing boat all the time. And I hate dancing, but when I catch a fish, I dance. <laughs> and that's the expert that I learned it from. Perfect. Perfect. I should say, too, is uh, Andrea competed with me at the PMX, the TED Talk for podcasting, the other day. I uh, did a great job, but I kicked your ass. You totally kicked my ass. And I knew <laughs> when I looked on your website and I knew you were talking about fish, you were going to win. I was like, no way. This guy's got it down. So I'm so proud of you. You did such a great job. Eel of Fortune! Hooray. And i got to say, only, it's just do what you do. Uh, talk about what you know. Right? Yes, so exactly. Good. Beautiful. Thank you. Raina Walters Morgan, also known as Queen Simone. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. I have the Travel Quips podcast, the podcast for travel trends, opinions, etiquette, and advice. The biggest secret in fishing is how fish, why fish get on the, on the bait when they know they're going to be gone. Or maybe they don't know they're going to be gone, but why, why do they bite? Nothing is free. <laughs> Never trust a free lunch, right? <laughs> hey, Clay. It's Mark Decote here from Resourceful Designer podcast at resourcefuldesigner.com. I'm from Ontario, Canada. And the biggest secret in fishing is wear sunscreen. Thank you. Okay, go. Uh, it's Caitlin. I'm representing Simplecast. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. And the biggest secret in fishing is that off catches taste really good. Hi, I'm Joel from Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm here with Sound Devices. Uh, this is the best event we do all year. 
And the best secret I could give you for fishing is to bring a cooler full of lots of beer. My name is Ramona Rice. I am from the Hampton Roads area, and you can learn more about me at tinypotters.com. And the best thing you need to know about fishing is you need to bring more bait than expect it, because you always could run out. I like your level of hope. is very high. Yes. All right. I, this is actually cool because this is Ravi, and I've listened to his podcast. I'm a fan, so I get a little bit nervous with this one. So you're going to tell me your name, where you're from, plug whatever you want, biggest secret in fishing. Go. Hey, I'm Ravi Jagopal. I'm from San Diego. My podcast is subscribeme.fm. It is about membership sites and online courses and digital marketing. And I'm actually, uh, uh, Clay told me that uh, I was in his dream once, and uh, that is scary. So uh, talk about a podcaster being inside somebody's head, and it literally happened. <laughs> so uh, my biggest uh, secret of fishing, the only fishing I know it starts with a P-H, so that's when somebody sends you a link uh, acting like PayPal and they want to scam the money off of you. So that's the kind of phishing I know. And uh, I'm right now, uh, because I know it's Clay, I'm fishing for compliments. <laughs> look very handsome today. <laughs> so that's my biggest secret. Uh, go up to people and say, hey, do you listen to my podcast? Perfect. Thank you so much. My name is Amber Duggar, and I help coaches with their money. You can join me at Sweet Life Purposeful Money on Facebook. And I love fishing with chum in a reservoir with a little kid, and they have the best fun. What, what kind of chum? My grandfather actually wouldn't let us do it, so this has always been in my dreams. I just know that if I threw it, it would work. And so we used worms. We would cut up a lot of worms. That's gross. Thank you. I didn't hear what you said to what you said to what, what you were. Right, so, so you're gonna, biggest secret in fishing. So you're gonna tell me your name, where you're from. You're gonna plug whatever you want, and you're gonna tell me the biggest secret in fishing. Go. Uh, Jason from TV Times Three at TVTimes3.com, and uh, biggest secret in fishing is I don't like fish. Oh, <laughs> Do you like beer? Don't like beer either. Uh, do you like? Okay, I'm. I'm I'm sorry I talked to you. Okay, Wayne. <laughs> Hi, my name is Wayne Henderson from the Packers Fan Podcast, devoted to your 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers. My secret to fishing would be to make sure that the beer is as cold as possible. Perfect. Thank you. You're up. Hi, I'm Tim McGowan from Oceanside, California, your podcast fan. The secret to fishing is location. And one of the great ways to get all these out-of-the-place locations is using a four-wheel pickup truck camper by four-wheel campers. Perfect. Do they sponsor you? <laughs> Not, yet. Not yet. Good luck on that one. Thanks. Hi, Steve Dent here, and I am working on the Undersea Naturalist podcast. I am a scuba instructor and former marine scientist. And I just think fish are cool, and I like watching them when I'm underwater. Fantastic. And, you know, and our audience, people who listen to the Fishers Podcast, uh, just kind of an unofficial survey, but people I've talked to, I think about half our audience are scientists and divers and that sort of thing. So right up your alley. Steve, when that launches, I want you to come on our show, and I want to be part of your launch. I want to help you get this show rolling because we need more nerdy shows like The Undersea Naturalist. Uh, it's really important. And... Um, you know, less shows just about fishing, but more about being smart, and it's so cool. Thank you. Congratulations, by the way. When are you, when are you launching? Uh, good question. Get uh, on it. Next, next uh, in the next 50 days. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. 
All right, so I, I definitely, let's cycle back okay. and get you on the show. All right, awesome. Thank Hi, my name is Rohan. Uh, I'm 15 years old. I live in San Diego. My podcast is called Zombies Heroes, where I review movies and dive deep into all of them. And biggest secret in fishing. My biggest secret in fishing? Go. Uh, my biggest secret in like in fishing or yes. like my biggest secret in fishing is that I, I don't fish. Shame on you. Now, let's talk about zombies for a second. You've watched The Walking Dead, yes? Yes, I've watched The Walking Dead. Okay, so season two. Uh, in The Walking Dead, they were fishing in a pond. Do you recall this season? They were using fly rods from Andrew's grandpa's garage. You were in a canoe. Do you remember this? No. Okay, so pay attention. So they were catching fish, and this is a scene that ruined The Walking Dead for me. They were catching black sea bass. What's wrong with that? It's not the right type of fish. Right. They were fishing in a pond and catching black sea bass. And this is why podcasting is important. we got to pay attention, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. That was fun. I'm not going to do the whole big uh, thank you. So uh, there's just too many people in this episode to mention. But uh, here we go. Until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds, spawn early and often, never trust a free lunch with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you get. Thank you, everyone, for being part of this. We'll be back, we'll be back next week with a normal semi-normal Fish Nerds podcast and we should be back on a regular schedule now uh, going right into fall and uh, again if you want to reach out to us or call us uh, 607-378-FISH is our number and of course my email is play at fishnerds.com goodbye